Welcome to Around the World in 80s Movies. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews for over 20 years. You can read all of my written work, over 4,000 reviews to choose from at my website. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. I don't just cover films of the 1980s on that website. In fact, I have films from the silent era all the way through the current releases. You can read them all there. So last episode, I covered The Secret of Nim. That was a Dom Bluth film from 1982. We're going to fast forward to 1986 for another Dom Bluth-directed film called An American Tale. It's an animated adventure. It's a G-rated film for all audiences, and it runs 80 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes. The voice cast includes Philip Glasser, Nehemiah Persoff, Dom DeLuise, who was also in The Secret of Nim, Amy Green, Erica Yan, Christopher Plummer, Madeline Kahn also do voices in this film. Don Bluth is the director, as I mentioned, and the screenplay is credited to Judy Freudberg and Tony Geis. This film has gorgeous animation. That's a main highlight of this adventure tale about a mouse named Fievel Mouskowitz, who is a seven-year-old mouse, according to this film. I'm not sure what seven years old in mouse years is, because if it is literally seven years, that would make Fievel beyond ancient in mouse years. They only live about two or three years. He gets lost in transit with his mouse family of Jewish descent, at least we presume they're of Jewish descent, on their way by boat from Shostka in the Ukraine to America in 1885, after their family is destroyed among the political and anti-Semitic upheaval among the humans there at the time. America is a land, Fievel's papa says, where there are no cats and the roads are paved with cheese. That's completely different from how they feel they are in Tsarist Russia. Fievel manages to survive the trip on his own. He makes his way to New York City, but he has to find out how he's going to reunite with his family in one of the most populated areas on Earth where there are, contrary to what he's been told, many cats. Now, An American Tale marks the first effort by executive producer Steven Spielberg into the realm of animation. Now, this tells a tale that might seem very familiar to Steven Spielberg, given that Spielberg comes from a Jewish family, one presumes, who had themselves emigrated to America from the Ukraine, albeit at a later period than the one depicted in the film. Not so coincidentally, Fievel is the name of Spielberg's grandfather who emigrated to the United States and related many stories that made their way into this film, including having his name changed from his Yiddish Fievel to an Americanized form, Philip Posner. Fievel's adopted name is Philly, which some may attribute to Posner, or to more likely Philip Glasser, who was the voice of Fievel. It's an American tale, and I put that in quotes, that alludes to the film's title pun. However, as most Americans have similar stories of their own families coming for freedom and opportunity during various eras, especially covering the initial trials and tribulations among those families and assimilating to an American culture. Don Bluth here, this is his second big screen feature that he's directed. Since his separation from Disney, along with his team that's comprised of other Disney defectors, he finds greater financial success this time out than he did with Secret of Nim. In fact, this bested every Disney animated feature in nearly 20 years in terms of box office receipts. Spielberg had been impressed with Bluth's work on Secret of Nim, 
Though his own E.T.'s success assured that Secret of Nim did not find a proper audience upon its release three weeks after E.T.'s release during the summer of 1982. But Spielberg wanted to break into the realm of animation, and with the help of his friend and Secret of Nim composer Jerry Goldsmith, Spielberg was introduced and sought to collaborate with Don Bluth, offering more money and backing in order to make his and his collaborators' dreams come true. But looking at An American Tale as a film, it's a top-notch production. It does feature superb animation. It's bolstered by a very stirring score from James Horner, who also contributed who also contributed to the Oscar-nominated song that is sung by Linda Ronstadt and James Ingram during the end credits. Philip Glasser sings a song as Fievel within the course of the film as one of its several musical numbers. That song, called Somewhere Out There, would end up picking up the Grammy as Song of the Year. The storyline is scripted by Judy Freudberg and Tony Geis. And truth be told, it was retooled very heavily by Steven Spielberg from an original screenplay that was brought to him by David Kirshner. The anthropomorphic animals in this film are an obvious parallel to the human experience of coming to America way back when. It makes this story that would be a drama, I think, if you used real-life human actors. Taking that human experience and turning it into animal form makes it relatable to younger viewers who might be bored or maybe not fully grasp the situations if they were not told with characters with whom they can readily identify. The voice work in this film is also top-notch. I do have one nitpick, though. Fievel and his sister, Tanya, who is voiced by Amy Green, they don't exhibit the same accents, these thick accents that were given to the parents, although they all come from the Ukraine at the beginning of the film. There's no reason why Fievel and Tanya should have American accents where their parents have Ukrainian accents if they've never left the Ukraine. Nitpicks aside, though, there is an instant identification to the characters that's imbued by the voice work in combination to the character designs and the fluid animation, and that brings the heart of each role alive for the audience. And while American Tale may fall short of the kind of universal appeal traditionally found in Disney films, it does offer better visuals than Disney had been delivering at the time, and its willingness to tackle deeper and darker emotional themes makes it something to laud and to admire for its era, even if it doesn't really connect with the younger set who may not yet comprehend the overlying political backstory of the film's main thematic thrusts. In addition to besting Disney's own mouse-centered film that was released the same year in 1986, The Great Mouse Detective, at the box office, American Tale did way better than Disney's release. But beyond that, An American Tale also would set a record for the best box office performance for an animated feature on its initial release. You know, there were other Disney films that made more money in the long run than An American Tale, but they were released and re-released into theaters and made more money over time. By comparison, this movie did not even make $100 million, I think, even worldwide. So by comparison to what you find today, certainly that's small potatoes, but definitely was a major splash in its year of release. And while it's not quite as robust as Don Bluth's The Secret of Nim, you know, this is kind of a blander and broader form of animated storytelling. It drew mixed reaction from film critics at the time. I think Siskel and Ebert gave this two thumbs down. I think they thought it was a little too dark for kids. An American Tale nevertheless would become a hit with audiences, and it's still worth admiring for not spoon-feeding its sugar-coated take on racism and anti-Semitism and xenophobia to the younger generations that may never have heard of such stories or on the trials and tribulations of many people around the world who decided that America is the place to be to escape those so-called cats that sought to devour them of various types in different countries. Sadly, as Fievel comes to learn, 
that while things may be better in America, the cats are quite alive and well in the land of freedom and opportunity and still are quite alive today, which I think is the one thing that does make me kind of sad at the end of this film. I'm going to give An American Tale three and a half stars. I do think that this is a good film. I really do enjoy the animation as well as the main storyline. I do think that this is a definitely a different take and for family fare, especially of the 1980s, at least it was trying to do something completely different. And I really do respond to that quite well. Fabulous Adventures would continue, by the way, albeit without Blue's involvement in a few sequels. One was theatrical. That was An American Tale, Five Goes West. And there were two direct-to-video releases as well called The Treasure of Manhattan Island and The Mystery of the Night Monster. There was also a TV series called Fievel's American Tales. I can't really comment on those properties. I haven't really seen any of those. In fact, this is the first time I've watched An American Tale. I watched that with my family and we all seemed to enjoy it. My wife had seen it when she was a kid and she seemed to remember liking it then and she likes it now. So three and a half stars goes to An American Tale. This is the second of three Don Bluth films that I'm going to be reviewing. If you're enjoying these so far, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button because next episode I will be reviewing The Land Before Time, another film that Don Bluth did with Steven Spielberg. That will also be a first-time watch, so if you want to get my take on that film, I do encourage you to click that subscribe button. Also, don't forget to click the subscribe button. If you do a search, you can find my podcast reviews of brand new movies that are out in theaters. The Quipster Film Review Podcast is the name of the show. So just search for that and you'll find me there. Also, you can find more of my podcasting work. Over the last year, I happen to have been a co-host of the In Session Film Podcast Extra Film segments. So go to InSessionFilm.com. You can look for the extra film portions over the last year. And you can probably find quite a few of my takes on many films, mostly independent and more obscure films that were released over the last year. So check that out. InSessionFilm.com. JD and Brendan who are the main hosts of that show, do a fantastic job. I do encourage you to click the subscribe button there because even if I'm not on that show, it is a great show. So hopefully you'll expand your horizons and check out more work that's out there. There are a lot of really great film podcasts. I listen to them all the time. I don't even bother listening to the radio anymore. Film podcasts and the news are really all I listen to these days, in addition to watching the movies, of course. If you ever want to get a hold of me, you can find my contact information on my website. That's at quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. And until next time, thank you, everyone, for joining me on this journey around the world in 80s movies. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoy delivering it to you. 